What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. But this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop. Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Number four, Charles Barkley. Round, Palau. Round, the mound, round of mound of rebound. Easy for me to say. And Eric Fry. Kumbaya, and it's all good. And- it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. edition of the uh, starting lineup here on ESPN Radio on 98.9 the uh, game what's happening out there this is the uh, starting lineup we're here until the uh, noon hour here on ESPN Radio Travis Sparks Eric Fry here in the studio hanging out with you here on this Wednesday you know what that means and uh, coming up we got a good show uh, lined up for you here uh, today Coming up, we got some uh, local sports to uh, hit up on. Some games that happened uh, last night, two games that happened on our airwaves. We'll uh, take a look at our uh, opinions and mm-hmm. our uh, thoughts on uh, those uh, games, as well as get you set for a few that are on the table for tonight, including one that's on our airwaves over on uh, Jack FM. And also, I uh, wanted to uh, take a look at uh, the local uh, schedule for the holiday tournaments uh, coming up uh, next week because uh, some teams won't be in action until then. And so I wanted to take a look at that. And coming up, we'll also hit up on uh, some uh, national sports, NBA, NHL, and we'll take a look at uh, college basketball, what's happening tonight and what happened last night. And, of course, whatever you don't get to here in the uh, Treasure Hour, we'll get into into the uh, podcast in some form or fashion there. Yeah, look forward to it. So uh, download the pod wherever you uh, find your yes. favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, our website, fmradio.com, and search in the uh, podcast feed for uh, that. You want to stay up to date with the uh, podcast, especially uh, next week with the yes. uh, holiday tournaments uh, going on that we'll talk about later on. And uh, we'll uh, try to keep you up to date as much as possible. We'll try to get you a pod or two uh, next week, but uh, schedule's kind of in a flux with the uh, holiday tournaments. So, uh, really, we won't be having a show for sure for a few days yeah. uh, there next week for, for sure with uh, the girls going on in, in Mattoon and mm-hmm. the boys uh, going down in Sessor. So I was going to say, I know at least through Wednesday. Right. Right now is how it's looking. There will probably not be a show right here on 99 The Game because of mm-hmm. the girls' basketball games going on in the morning. Right. So. Yeah. So, uh, And, of course, uh, next week we uh, have to uh, get into uh, the uh, top sports stories of the year as well uh, at some point. 
as well and drop that pod of 2022. Also, don't forget we're doing something fun on the pod on Friday as well. Yeah, stick around. Brave in uh, the winter weather to come on in and, yeah, and do a that's show right. for you. Yes. So uh, we already do have some uh, cancellations yes, for uh, Thursday games. So uh, we'll tell you about those in the uh, next uh, segment uh, coming up and tell you more about that uh, tomorrow. So uh, let's uh, go ahead and uh, we set the table and let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, jump right into it and uh, let's get it started with first things first before we get into the show first things first and again, here on December 21st, we're doing it here again. And we're starting with Major League Baseball as uh, there were some uh, developments on the Carlos Correa front yesterday afternoon. As it was reported yesterday afternoon that the San Francisco Giants had delayed or canceled their introductory press conference of uh, Carlos Correa making the deal official because apparently uh, there was uh, something, uh, some red flags with the uh, physical. So they just said cancel the press conference altogether. And then uh, late last night, you may have missed it and you may have woken up to it this morning like pretty much everyone did as uh, that the news broke late last night. Uh, John Heyman was the first one to tweet it out and then everyone else kind of followed suit and uh, Jeff Passons later uh, reported on it as well and uh, apparently Carlos Correa is not going to San Francisco with that uh, failed physical or something with a red flag of the physical and Carlos Correa is now a New York Met that's right he's going to uh, New York to sign with the Metropolitans a 12-year deal or 315 million dollars for Carlos Correa not a giant now he's a New York Met apparently well uh... Travis, with this guy, Carlos Correa, I'm waiting until we see the oh, press conference. I'm waiting. Sure. I I, 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 I agree. I want to say it's official, but oh, we yeah, said the Giants official. was official. Right. And turns out it wasn't. I guess there was, a quote-unquote, according to Boris, a difference of opinion between Correa and the Giants over the results of the medical evaluation. Now, Correa, I believe, has been on the injured list seven or eight times in his career. Mm. Um, so, to me... I feel bad for the Giants, first of all. Yeah. Because everyone else was official. They can't turn and go try and get a Swanson or something like that. Right. They missed out now. Yep. And Because they thought they had Correa. He agreed. Right, yeah. And uh, if you remember as well, uh, John Hammond got mm-hmm. them excited for tweeting out that Aaron Judge was coming too. So right. you thought you were getting Judge for like a little bit for yeah. a hot minute. And then you thought for sure Correa was coming because it was announced and everything up until yesterday. And uh, so the rug gets out from under you once again from two of the biggest free agents. So I, I feel bad for the Giants yeah. because. You know, there's always that fine print of pending physical. We've heard that on trades. Right. Pending you just take physical. take it for granted. And obviously the Giants did not like something they see. Correa's camp was like, oh, no, probably. You know, it's nothing big. But the Giants obviously did not like what they saw. Mm-hmm. So now my question is, Travis, if I'm the Mets, mm-hmm. and I paid this money now, 315 yep. which is less than what he was going to make with the Giants, Mm-hmm. He was going to make 350 with the Giants. He's making 315. So he's getting a big cut. Yeah. 
what's that issue? And am I okay with it? Mm-hmm. Right. What is it that one team says, no, we are not going to sign you. And another team is just like, oh, no, that's fine. What a, what a, like, now mm-hmm. I'm curious. I want to know what it was. Right. And we'll never find out. We will never know. It will never come out because of, you know, HIPAA laws and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I want to know what it was that came up in his physical sure. that made the Giants sacrifice their only signing of the offseason, their only guy they got, mm-hmm. to say no. Right. Or was it a case, and I, I, I thought of this as soon as I saw this news coming out, because what first trickled down was the press conference. They had scheduled the press conference, and then they had said, this is being postponed. Mm-hmm. And everyone still was like, all right, but there's still a deal in place. Mm-hmm. Then it was it was postponed because of an issue with the physical. And then, like you said, waking up this morning to see, no, he's signed with the Mets and negated the Giants' offer. Was it a case of buyer's remorse? Yeah, was it a, a case of the feet. Giants going, wait a minute, we're paying all this money for this guy? Did they have second thoughts? And this was a way for them to amicably get out of it. Right. Yeah, they could possibly. Because, again, they don't have to explain what it was. All we know is that there was a disagreement. Right, yeah, and the Associated Press uh, reported that an undisclosed medical concern arose during a Correa's physical examination. Which is not specific at all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. That is as broad as it could be. Mm -hmm. So was this a case of buyer's remorse? Mm -hmm. And the Giants going, maybe this isn't the right move for us. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. using the physical as a way for everyone to amicably sure. get out of it. Yeah, kind of like a cop-out. Yeah. Almost. But again, if it's not that, if I'm the Mets, who, by the way, have spent $800 million on free agents this offseason. Yeah, just this offseason. Just this offseason. Yeah, that's nuts. There's no one within $150 million of that number. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to go all the way. Yeah. You have no choice. Right. Yep. And it makes me concerned, Travis, if they don't, what they do next. Yeah, the fallout. Uh, yeah, they gave uh, Brandon Nemo $162 yep. million for eight years. They also re-signed Edwin Diaz uh, for $102 million for five years. They gave big money to Justin Verlander, uh, that one player from Japan as well. They also got uh, Quintana. Uh, they made a small move with uh, signed, uh, re-signed Adam Octavino and picked up David Robertson as well. And, uh, man, the uh, owners for the Mets, uh, Steve Cohen, uh, they are going to exceed uh, – the uh, payroll by 111 million, and that's the luxury tax penalty that uh, Cohen will have to pay uh, for their total p- uh, payroll, going up to 495 million, and the uh, current payroll threshold is 384 million. So, uh, man, you know uh, they're spending the money. They spent and signed uh, Scherzer last year to a big deal, 100 million dollar deal, or Lindor last year as well to a 300 million dollar deal for uh, 10 years. So. Uh, Steve Cohen 
is not having any issues of spending the money to uh, try to win. But yeah, the uh, pressure is on uh, for sure. The uh, Mets uh, spending all this money kind of like the uh, kind of across whatever you want to say, across the river, across mm-hmm. the town mm-hmm. or whatever with uh, the Yankees. And uh, the Mets are just throwing out money left and right to and try to win. Speaking more of the Yankees, they're going to move Creative to third. Right, yeah. Lindor's going to stay at short. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, it's reminding people of Jeter and Alex. Right, yeah. And it's how that worked that for the Yankees. So, I mean, it's there. What I love is if Steve Cohen uh, in the New York Post was quoted as saying, we need one more thing and this is it. This was important. This puts us over the top. This is a good team. I hope it's a good team. <laughs> yeah, you hope. <laughs> what I, Everybody hopes. What I find funny about that, Travis, is how many times have we seen the Mets do this? It has to work on the field. This was a team with the best record in the NL at the All-Star break and missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They... they you can have the best players, but all it takes is one issue, and it doesn't work. We'll talk about it later on with the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how one thing can blow up a team. Mm-hmm. One injury, one bad week, especially in a New York market. Are you kidding me? Right. And uh, now kind of sitting through and uh, playing through uh, my head, you know, we talk about buyers or Morris. You think that uh, Jacob DeGrom maybe regrets a little bit of signing with the Rangers uh, now that the Mets are stacked. Uh, but then I guess if they did, if the Mets uh, re-signed mm-hmm. DeGrom, they probably wouldn't have gotten Verlander. And who knows that they may have not gotten the Correa uh, either. But uh, you sure wouldn't have gotten Verlander, I wouldn't think. Uh, paying the Grom right. either, so I guess it's a double-edged sword. You you lost out on the Grom, but you may have uh, got Verlander and uh, Correa. So I um, love I love a thing I saw on Twitter about this whole thing, and I'm just going to use this to sum it up, Travis. And that is uh, a a mock of Correa talking to his agent, and his agent saying, "All right, we got everything signed for San Francisco," and Correa saying, "Not San Francisco. I said I wanted to play with Francisco." Oh yeah, there you go. As in Lindor. <laughs> And his agent going, all right, we'll get this figured out. Don't worry about it. So mm-hmm. that's what I think kind of happened. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of brought up the comparison in New York there with uh, Jeter and A-Rod. And that was kind of a little different, I think, because Jeter was kind of a more of a mainstay Yankee there and always being at short, whereas Lindor has only played there for a few years. Uh, but th- that's it is similar in the way of shortstop, third base, moving players around. Uh, there, but I think that's kind of where it ends there. But that's just my my thing. I mean, it, the the comparison is is that you already had an established shortstop. No, it's not a Jeter, but Lindor's been there for a couple of years. He hasn't played any other position other than shortstop. Yeah. So it's not like they were going. You know, it, that to me is the comparison of you're bringing in a guy who has played nothing but shortstop in Correa, and yeah, now you're going to teach him to play third, right? Yeah. Just so we can fit in. Yeah. I get that. And to me, this Mets team, again, as I said, they have to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. And if they don't win the World Series, I cannot wait to see the New York Papers. Oh, gosh. Because they're going to absolutely murder this team. <laughs> yeah, right. And once again, mm-hmm. Travis, I will say it, and I think I said it off air. I'll say it again on air now. I'm so glad that the Cubs did not sign Correa. Mm-hmm. 
because yeah, we'll, see what we'll I'm laugh saying. and feel bad for the Giants. I don't want this to happen to the Cubs because this guy is non-committal to anything. He left the Twins after a year. Then he signs with the Giants. Then, oh, there's a disagreement, so I'm leaving and going to New York. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy is nothing. Right. Yeah, and uh, this improved the Mets to the third best odds to win the uh, World Series behind uh, some teams on uh, certain sports books. Uh, the Astros currently uh, the favorites, uh, plus 400. The Dodgers right behind at plus 600. And now the Mets are at plus 750. It went from plus 900 to a plus 750 with this move and this addition of uh, Carlos Correa. But, uh, boom, out of nowhere, the uh, Mets pick up uh, Carlos Correa when uh, Correa thought that he was moving out west there. So, uh, the uh, Dodger fans, they thought they were going to get uh, extra opportunities uh, to boo uh, Correa, but yeah, not as many opportunities as uh, you would think so. Uh, and then also uh, this morning uh, I saw that uh, Aaron Judge was also officially introduced mm-hmm. and they have made it uh, official uh, for him re-signing with the Yankees. And they also made it official that Aaron Judge is now the captain of yep. the New York Yankees as well, if that means anything to anyone. I can't wait to see uh, Brandon Nemo and Carlos Correa and Francisco <laughs> Lindor playing until they're, you know, in their 38 and with a stinky Mets team. Brandon Nemo. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Eight years, 162 mil. That's still crazy. And $111 million uh, luxury tax penalty. Yeah. Mm. And as, as uh, uh, Cohen said in that post report, what the heck's the difference? If you're going to make the move, make the move. I wish I was I in a so. situation where it just didn't matter. Sure. I guess so. That's that's one way to look at it. But I mean, oh, $100 million? Oh, that's pocket change. It's whatever. Right. That's nothing. Ridiculous. Yeah, so uh, there you go. Uh, Carlos Correa is a, a New York a Met after uh, the events of his uh, failed uh, physical yesterday. So I guess we'll have to wait and see uh, what the New York doctors would say in the uh, Oh, they're going to pass him no matter what, Travis. <laughs> no matter what imagine, it is. And can you imagine a third failed physical or a second failed physical? Uh, yikes. Uh, so let's turn the page and uh, let's talk some uh, local sports. Uh, coming up next, uh, the basketball that happened last night and get you set for the big matchup happening this evening. We'll be right back to the starting lineup. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. 
It's cold outside, but at McMahon Meats, we have a convenient drive-up window so you can stay in your car. Phone ahead at 217-813-6054 to place your order, and we will hand it to you in your warm car. McMahon Meats offers fresh cuts of beef, pork, chicken, and fish. We also offer a wide variety of sides and appetizers. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham. Check us out online at mcmahonmeats.com or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen, and galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Peacock presents the new original limited series, The Best Man. The final chapters from the creator of The Best Man and The Best Man Holiday and executive producer of Insecure. The series reunites the original cast to wrap up all the unfinished business with new loves, career highs, parenthood, grief, and everything in between. The series explores what threatens to tear us down and what ultimately keeps us together. Coming this week, stream The Best Man, the final chapters, only on Peacock. And now, this is like Christmas morning. Everybody has a chance. It is opening day. Baseball is back. We've waited since the last out was made in that World Series, and it's finally here. There's a reason why I haven't talked yet. and I think opening day is overrated. The starting lineup. Oh, boy. I enjoy the final day of the season more than opening day. Cool. And I'm not saying it's not an exciting day, but... There's 162 more games ahead of us. Like, this is the first one. This is first one back after months. It's just a great day for baseball to be back. Sorry, I, I don't feel the same way. I don't know what it's unbelievable. Else you want me to say. Here on the, one of the most exciting days in sports, and it's overrated. To me, it this is. This has got to be a joke. No, right? No. We're getting punked. On 98.9, the game. Welcome back to the starting lineup here on a 98.9 at the game ESPN radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you here on this Wednesday. Let's take a look at some local sports that happened last night. And let's first start off with our area teams that we covered over on our sister stations, WCRA and Jack FM as well. As uh, both of our teams uh, picked up wins, and both of them uh, picked up wins by one uh, single point, but uh, one win, uh, they don't equal uh, the same uh, there as the uh, final for Altamont ended up being uh, 48 to uh, 47, and it was held on there at the uh, very end despite a late shot attempt. Uh, there a shot at half court by Jackson Parcel, and uh, that made it a one-point game. But uh, time ran out, and Altamont picked up the huge win over state-ranked Casey Westfield last night in Casey as Altamont came away with the victory of 48-2 of 
seven. It was a huge win for the uh, program, and uh, Coach Niebuhr said a couple interesting things there in the uh, post game. One in particular, he said that the uh, previous day uh, they just had a, a bad practice and then uh, come out and they uh, beat Casey. But sometimes that's how kind of sports work, and you know you hear about people throwing in the bullpen uh, before a no hitter. They're like, ah, I just didn't have it today, or I just couldn't throw a strike in the bullpen. And then he comes out and he throws a no hitter uh, there, and that's just kind of sometimes that's what happens and Altamont pulled out a big one uh, last night against Casey yeah they did and like you said I, I love how you know oh we had our awful day of practice well guess what it ended up working out in the end <laughs> so sure. I, I think you'll take it and uh, a, a great win for Altamont against Casey. Yeah, and uh, the first quarter kind of started similar to a Saturday. It was a low-scoring affair. It was a slugfest there. Casey took the lead 8-4, to four, uh, but uh, finally in the second quarter, Altamont found their footing a big and one by uh, Jared Hamer. Uh, gave Altamont the lead 17-16. to 16. He would make the free throw to give uh, Altamont the two-point lead. Uh, Kynan Earhart as well uh, has been filling in uh, for uh, Coleman in the starting lineup, and he had seven points in the second quarter alone. He was huge there in that quarter. But uh, Casey ended up taking the two-point lead uh, there at halftime, and it was 22-20 to 20 there at the half. But in the third quarter, it was uh, one of Altamont's best quarters, and uh, Avery Arhouse made a couple of threes to get him going. Uh, Robinson also had a, a big third quarter as well, and Elam's uh, four points in the fourth quarter uh, helped out a lot. And uh, Mason Robinson was uh, the uh, hit the two clutch free throws there at the very end. Uh, but uh, I didn't realize this until Coach mentioned it after the game. Mason Robinson never checked out of this game. He played every single minute of this one, and uh, he had a big second half there, and he was also big defensively as well. He had a couple of crucial blocks at the end. Hammer was also uh, good defensively, forced uh, travel there late in the game with like 16 seconds left with Casey, an opportunity there. They were either down by two or by one or something like that, and uh, that was Big. And then also another player defensively, and Coach Niebergi uh, gave the, this guy the MVP, and he deserves some flowers as well as it was Logan Cornett who was guarding Jackson Parcel all night, and uh, he only held him to 12 points, but really it was nine uh, because Jackson made that half-court shot at the very end to get uh, three extra points. So basically nine points for the game, and uh, he had to earn every single one of those points, and it was uh, Logan who was guarding him the entire time. So uh, Coach Niebuhr was really uh, pleased by uh, Logan's effort and mm -hmm. was really uh, happy about him guarding Parcel all night. Yeah, and, you know, after seeing Casey myself against Cumberland, they're a very tough team to defend. And anytime you can hold, you know, Casey under 50 points, that's a win, regardless of the outcome, let alone you win yourself. So, uh, great job for Altamont last night on both ends of the floor. Yeah, a great win uh, for them, and it was a great a team win as well. I know uh, they uh, a few weeks ago they blew out South Central, which was impressive. They uh, had everyone contribute the other week against uh, OPH, but – uh, this was, I think, the, the best win of the season uh, so far, and it was the best performance of the season uh, so far. So Altamont approves to 6-3 and three of the season, and uh, they actually uh, found out this morning that the uh, game uh, yes. against Hillsborough 
for Thursday is has been canceled. And I was talking to Coach Nebery about that at the end of the game as well. They're just going to straight cancel it. They're not going to try to make it up. Uh, it's gotcha. going to be tough to try to squeeze it in at some point in the season. So uh, they're just going to straight uh, cancel it. So uh, it was supposed to happen on Thursday, but with that impending weather, uh, with some other games as well that are uh, canceled mm-hmm. or postponed uh, there, and including Altamont's there. So the next time Altamont will be in action is going to be the Sessor Tournament uh, starting next week, and we'll take a look at that bracket where Altamont stacks up as the two-seed uh, there in that tournament coming up here in just a second. As for uh, on the other side, uh, Casey, uh, they fall only their second loss of the season, 8-2, and two, and uh, they're supposed to play on a Friday at Tuscola. It's mm-hmm. when the Warriors are back in action there. So That would be a warrior-on-warrior battle. Uh, it would be. Yeah, indeed. So a warrior will happens. win if, if it, happens it happens on Friday. Um, so uh, that was Altamont picking up the win over Casey and uh, Cumberland also uh, picked up the uh, one point of victory. They had to come from behind to do it, and they beat Martinsville 46-45 to in this one. As Martinsville, I was getting updates from you yeah. the entire game, and Martinsville had leads pretty much the whole way the whole up game. until the fourth quarter there, the Pirates coming back to win. Less than a minute left in the game. Cumberland took the lead. They led 5-4, to four, then Martinsville took the lead 6-5, to five, and they led all the way up until less than a minute to go when Cumberland would take the lead back 44-43. Uh, Cumberland missed another shot, so Martinsville had a shot with 7.6 seconds left, brought the ball up. Alex Lowry, who led Martinsville, had a fadeaway, tough shot, missed it, but a Martinsville player... Um, Caden Simon got the rebound in the air, threw it back up before the buzzer went off. Unfortunately, he was too far underneath the basket, and he threw it up through the basket, and it came back down, and Mm. Cumberland was able to win. But Martinsville definitely had a shot at this game, and Travis, this was – I don't know what it was, but this (laughs) Cumberland team had no energy. They Mm. had – nothing and that's what coach said post game he said we had no energy we had no like just just nothing was there and you know if if it wasn't for Gavin Hendricks having 27 points Blake McMeegan also had nine big points including a big three that pulled Cumberland to within three in that fourth quarter but you look at the numbers and you dig a little deeper Travis Martinsville out rebounded the Pirates Cumberland had more turnovers than Martinsville Mm-hmm. Martinsville shot the ball better uh, uh, from the field as far as um, from three. Now, they shot the same amount from three, but what it came down to, Travis, was free throws. Martinsville was 7 of 20. Mm. 7 of 20. If they make two, sure. they win. Yeah. And a lot of those free throws came in the third and fourth quarters, and Martinsville couldn't put it away. Cumberland, something clicked in the second half, and they were finally able to get the offense going. Um, they put up 30 points in that second half. You put up 16 in the first half. You put up 30 in the second. Mm-hmm. As Coach said, I'll take that. Yeah. He said, I just don't like that it takes us to be down and take us a half to get into the game finally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, part of it was Martinsville played zone. Martinsville played zone. They triple teamed on Hendricks. Mm-hmm. And those other shooters just not stepping up and feeling confident enough in their shot, and Cumberland just passed the ball around the perimeter, which we've seen them do so many times when they're taking on zone. 
And I talked to Coach after the game, and he said, I'm expecting more teams to play zone as we go on. So we have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But he said, we just – and I asked him him a couple of times, you know, was it a case of Cumberland overlooking Martinsville because of what they've done in the past against them? Yeah. And that's a possibility. And so now I'm a little concerned about Cumberland now going into the Vandalia Holiday Tournament on Monday. Because this is a team that Jackson Bolt went down with an injury during the game last night. Uh, He hurt his shoulder. Um, So they're not 100%. They're not playing to their potential. They're not playing as they should. And now you're going to go play five games in four days. Mm -hmm. I I just don't know at this point about this Cumberland Pirate team. And Mm -hmm. uh, it shouldn't be this way when you have four seniors in your starting five. Yeah, but for some reason this team this year is not clicking. It's just yeah, not something, working out. Yeah, something's Yet. off for sure. And it, uh, four and six on the season now. If there's one thing Cumberland can hang their hat on and kind of be looking forward to, and that is that the Lincoln Prairie Conference, besides LSA, is not that good either. That's true. Tri County's had some big losses. Tri County lost to Martinsville. Mm. They they've had some losses. Villa Grove, I know, has had some losses. Arcola's had some losses. So, besides LSA, that conference is pretty wide open. It's pretty down. So, you have a second half of the season to kind of get it turned around. But you got to start soon. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, they'll uh, play uh, their last few games before the uh, new year, and they'll start on Monday there in Vandalia against Flora at a 3.30 over on a WCRA. We'll have the coverage for you over there so let's take a look at uh, some other scores uh, from uh, last night from around the area we had St. Anthony go to Alney and pick up a, a big win for the uh, Bulldogs as uh, St. Anthony won this one 44 to uh, 34 and uh, St. Anthony uh, pulled out with a 9 to 3 lead there after one quarter uh, they led 23 to 18 at the half and then another low scoring affair in the uh, third quarter as well only seven to four. They outscored St. Anthony in the third to make it 27-25, and then a big fourth quarter for St. Anthony put the game away for the Bulldogs. 17 points for Fear Day to lead the way for St. A. Westendorf had 10, and Martelli he had eight. Brown led the way for Alney with 13, and only the Tigers' second loss of the season. They fall to seven to two, and St. Anthony eight and four now on the season. So that was a big win. Uh, I know Altima got the statement win against Casey and uh, St. Anthony getting a big win against Olney last night. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we also had uh, Shelbyville uh, defeat uh, Nioga 57-20. to uh, 20. And Nioga actually came out strong into the uh, first quarter. They led 12-10 to 10 after one. But then uh, Shelbyville uh, put it on them uh, the rest of the way as only two points was scored in the second quarter for Nioga, and Shelbyville took the 22-14 lead at the half. It was a 12-2 run there in the second quarter. And then they got them 20-6 in the third quarter as well, and Nioga was shut out in the fourth. So from the second quarter to the fourth quarter, they only scored a combined eight points last night there for Nioga. Not good at all. Ooh, man. A rough one uh, for Nioga last night. It was uh, Newton over uh, Charleston in overtime, 63-58. to uh, This was tied at 13 after one quarter. Newton had the four-point lead at the half, 28-24. They led after three, 45-38. 
And Charleston it comes back and uh, ties it up in the uh, fourth quarter and uh, forces overtime. They were tied at 53 in a regulation. And then uh, Newton obviously outscored them there in the extra session. Uh, Nichols had 25 before the Eagles. Wolf added 20. Applegate did everything he could for Charleston. He had 29 in the loss for the Trojans. And Newton picks up their uh, double-digit win as they're now 10-2 and on uh, the season. It was North Clay. It was a big night there in Louisville. It was either before, in between games, or at halftime. Uh, the uh, baseball team got their rings for winning the uh, state championship, and those rings looked nice. Mm-hmm. And that ceremony was it looked awesome. As it was North Clay get the win over Sisney, seventy-eight to uh, sixty-three, and so it was a big night for the ring ceremony. And North Clay came out with a three-point edge after one quarter, nineteen sixteen. They outscored them 21 to 11 in the second to lead 40 to 27 at the half, but Sisney tried to uh, chip away there, uh, but North Clay put it away in the final quarter. Uh, Fleener led the way for the Cardinals. He had 25, Smith had 15, and uh, Zimders and uh, Booz both had uh, 14 points for North Clay. Aiden Atwood did everything he could for uh, Sisney as he had uh, 29 in the game, but North Clay ends up winning this one, and they're now 9-4. and four on the season. It was Afton, uh, Missouri over St. Elmo Brownstown by 5, 80 to 75. Really what what the difference was was the first quarter as Afton had the uh, edge there by 5. It was 26-21. Uh, SEB cut it to a 42-38 uh, lead at the half and then uh, Afton uh, extended it a little bit there in the third. Uh, but then uh, St. Elmo Brownstown actually won the fourth quarter. They outscored them 24 to 23. So a big fourth quarter for both teams, but the uh, comeback was short. For SEB, uh, Paisley, he led the way for the Eagles. He had 31. Campbell had 16. Uh, Schwab had 13. Uh, LaRose had 25 for Afton, uh, Missouri in the win. Woods' two straws also was in uh, double digits for wins as they are now 10-2 and two on the season as they beat Okaw Valley in a double overtime, 62-57. to uh, 57. The two Wittenbergs led the way for the Hatchets. Austin had 23. Jordan had 19. Uh, Woods' two straws actually led after the first quarter, 19-17. They held on to the 29-25 lead at the half. And then uh, Okaw Valley came back in the uh, fourth, 14-9 to tie it up at 49 at the end of regulation. And then they each both scored eight in the overtime session. And uh, so that would tie it 57-57 after the first. And obviously they didn't score in the second session. It was uh, five points uh, there for Windsor's two straws in the second overtime to pull off the win against mm-hmm. Okaw Valley in double OT. Yeah, big what a win. Game, what yeah. a game that was. Yeah. It was a Wayne City over Red Hill, 78-50. It was Tuscola over Arcola, 63-39 in the Cola Wars, but it went to a Tuscola in a landslide. It was Rantoul over Mattoon, 65-51. And it was South Central picking up the 20-point win over Sandoval, 80-60. And uh, South Central scored 20 points in the first three quarters. It was 21 in the first, 28 in the second, and 20 in the third for uh, South Central, and Aiden Dotson, 33 points for the Cougars, and Watwood added 25 as well. We had some girls basketball games uh, last night as well as Tri-County defeated CHBC 58-53. Now Tri-County 10-4 on the season, and CHBC drops to 9-5. This game started out 26-2 in favor of Tri-County after the first quarter, and uh, 41-8 at the half. And credit CHBC for a battle and back there to uh, 
make it a game or try to make it a game there in the third. They outscored them 16-4 to and ultimately uh, coming up with too much to overcome there from that first quarter deficit. Uh, Armstrong led the way for Tri-County for the Titans. She had 24. Barry added 18. Uh, Stuckemeyer added 14 for CHBC and Rodman had 8. And I saw a couple of different box scores and uh, I didn't see uh, Gracie Hecker uh, there in any of them. So uh, it didn't seem like she uh, played at all uh, last night. So uh, that would would have been a big person to uh, play for a CHBC that didn't. So right, uh, it was uh, Paris over South Fork fifty to thirty two. It was Vandelia over San Elmo Brownstown fifty five to forty eight. The game was tied at eleven after one. Brownstown San Elmo actually had the lead at halftime twenty four sixteen. But a big third quarter for the Vandals twenty one to nine. They outscored a B- uh, BSE. Uh, 21 to nine to take a 37 to 33 lead after three, and they held on to win there in the uh, fourth. And it was uh, Forbes leading the way for Vandela. She had 24. Megan Lipton she had 14. Uh, Seaball was the only double figure scorer for BSE as she had 16. And Baldridge was close, or the only other player that was close, so six points for BSE. Um, so they dropped their third game of the season mm-hmm. and back-to-back losses uh, for them. And also wanted to uh, mention uh, from the Apollo that Lincoln picked up the win over Chatham Glenwood 74-22 to uh, have the Railers be 14-0. and And Chloe For- Froby, the junior, had 33 points in that one. And obviously with the score, she didn't play in the fourth quarter. Right. So it probably would have been even more she would have played in the final quarter. But... Uh, that was what how was happening uh, last night, and also uh, Newton was supposed to play uh, River, yes. but that game was postponed. Uh, postponed due to uh, unexpected death of two family members of a Rivet uh, team member. Right, yeah, so thoughts are with that. that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, in the local sports tonight, we got a boys basketball. We got Dietrich hosting Lawrenceville, Mount Vernon at the Topless, South Central hosting Martinsville, and Vandalia is out Hillsboro in that makeup game uh, from the game that was supposed to be played on a Friday. In a girls basketball, we got the Arthur uh, tournament there, the mm-hmm. Knights Holiday Classic. Uh, the West Gym, Arthur's in action against Eisenhower, wins two straws against Heritage. And then uh, in the second game of the night there, it'll be Arthur against the Wizards two straws at 6 o'clock. Shelbyville also in action as well. Cumberland up there in the East Gym against Chrisman at 4.30. And then at 7.30 against Mount Zion for the Pirates. So this tournament was supposed to be tomorrow as well. But because of the impending weather, they smushed it all into one day. So that's why there's four games in each gym starting at 3 o'clock. And they're going to try and get all these in. And then they're going to finish up basically the pool play on the 4th of January, but some of the teams can't make it because they already have games on the 4th. So uh, it's a bad situation all around over there in Arthur because of that, but I'm glad that they're trying their best to get as many of these games in as they can tonight. Sure, and big ups to everyone involved there. uh, You feel bad for for Windsor's two straws. They have to play back-to-back games. Uh, They play at 430, and then they play at 6. They play Heritage, and then they play Arthur back-to-back. That's tough. Mm, um, and then uh, South Central is also at uh, Greenville. And then uh, tonight we got the varsity only contest at uh, 6 o'clock sharp as it's the Battle of the Indians as this game was supposed to be played uh, on a Thursday, but it was moved up due to the weather. And a good thing because uh, we're already starting to see cancellations for uh, basketball games uh, tomorrow as it's going to be undefeated in Nioga taking on Altamont this evening over on uh, Jack FM. And we'll have all the coverage for you 
over there, always entertaining when these two uh, teams battle. And I can't wait for it tonight at uh, 6 o'clock. So tune in right at 6 o'clock because uh, that's when the varsity uh, will start because it's a varsity only there. So uh, we'll have all the coverage for you, and we'll be back to a recap it all tomorrow. So let's uh, step away, and let's take a look at uh, some local holiday uh, tournaments, and we'll save some for later, and we'll talk some uh, right now coming up on the other side of the break here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives, and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double-check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. In Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. It's cold outside, but at McMahon Meats, we have a convenient drive-up window so you can stay in your car. Phone ahead at 217-813-6054 to place your order, and we will hand it to you in your warm car. McMahon Meats offers fresh cuts of beef, pork, chicken, and fish. We also offer a wide variety of sides and appetizers. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham. Check us out online at mcmahonmeats.com or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-285-2521. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-285-2521. And now, Mike uses HGH though. That's the only reason why he's good. I was gonna say, is he still the best player in baseball? Yes. Even with all his injuries. Why? And the- because people don't talk about him because he plays for the Angels, and they're gonna continue to not talk about him because he still plays for the Angels and he signed a long-term deal. And he doesn't play an entire season. And he can't make the postseason. And he doesn't because the Angels stink. Play the whole season. The starting lineup. I think you have to play a majority of the season to be the best player. On 98.9 The Game.
Eric Fry Sports in our update. St. Louis Blues saw their four-game winning streak come to an end after a 5-2 loss to Mike Kraken out in Seattle. The Blues remain in fifth place in the Central Division with 33 points and a 16-16-1 record. They visit the Golden Knights on Friday. St. Louis City SC finally has their schedule for their inaugural MLS season. The MLS revealed the schedules for all of its teams yesterday. City's first match as an MLS franchise will be at Austin FC February 25th. Their home opener will take place against Charlotte FC March 4th. St. Louis will wrap up its first season with a home game against the Seattle Sounders on October 21st. St. Louis Billikens will try to get a winning streak started when they host SIU Edwardsville tonight. St. Louis is 8-4 on the season. Game tips off at 7 o'clock. Other college basketball action from yesterday. Lindenwood lost to BYU 9-61. Today, Southeast Missouri State hosts Southern Illinois. And Eastern Illinois is taking on Big Ten opponent Iowa. Chicago Bulls ended their four-game losing streak with a 113-103 win over the Miami Heat at FTX Arena. Chicago outscored Miami 36-20 in the third quarter to take control of the game. Vucevic led the way to 11th place in the Eastern Conference with a 12-18 record. They visit the Hawks tonight. And the Blackhawks, they will be at home taking on the Predators tonight up in Chicago. Chicago's in last place in the Central Division. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on a 98.9. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits. Do you got your uh, FC jersey, FC shirt? Yeah, I was gonna say I need that day off already, okay. so right. just gonna pencil that okay. in. March fourth, I got gotcha. you. Uh, pencil that in already. So uh, let's take a look at uh, some holiday uh, tournaments uh, schedules, and we'll only do a few here and save some for later on. And uh, the uh, first one that we'll look at was the Assessor Tournament, and that's where Altima is going to be at uh, again. As uh, Coach Neary said, uh, that uh, his goal is to win it this year, as uh, had it second place, third place, and the only thing left is to take home uh, first place. And uh, they'll start off there on a Monday due to the uh, cancellation of that game on Thursday. And so they'll be the two seed, and uh, they're taking on Century. They're at a uh, 3.30 to uh, start it off, and uh, they'll advance on depending on how uh, how mm. they do. Winner or loser of that game will take on Johnson City or Waltonville uh, there the following day on a Tuesday, and this will run all the way until the uh, 29th will be the uh, championship games and championship days there on that Thursday. Yeah, Altamont is the two seed in this tournament. Uh, other seeds include number one seed Sparta. You got the three seed DeCoin, who if Altamont wants to win the championship will have to face at some point. Uh, yeah. possibly Redbud is the four Goreville is the five as well there uh, at the Sessor tournament. Yep. And it all gets started there with a uh, ton of teams, ton of games before uh, Altamont. I mean, four games will mm-hmm. be played before them. So a big tournament there in uh, Sessor uh, starting on uh, Monday uh, for the uh, Altamont uh, lady Indians. Uh, they will be in action on uh, uh, December 27th. That'll be on a Tuesday will be uh, their first games, and uh, they'll have uh, two games on that uh, Tuesday as at uh, approximately 11.30 a.m. It will be against Matt Toon, and uh, also they'll play again, or no, they won't play. Yeah, they will. They'll play at 3 o'clock against uh, Muhammad in the uh, second session there on a Tuesday. Altima in the same pool as Olney, Matt Toon, and Muhammad. Over at Pool B is Galesburg, Champaign Central, Sullivan, and uh, St. Anthony. Also, will be there as well. And St. Anthony will be the first game of the day at 8.30 against the Champaign Central. And they'll be the last game of the night 
in uh, the second session as they'll be at 7.30 against Sullivan. First game of the night and yep. the last game of the day. Lots of good teams there at that Matt Toon Girls Tournament as well. Sure. It should be a fun one. Yep, so we'll, we'll uh, be looking out uh, for uh, that one for St. Anthony and Altamont. Possibly. And uh, yep. the uh, Topless and FEM Christmas Classic will uh, be back this year once again. As 16 teams will be participating. We got the Topless, Matt Toon, Newton, Effingham there, and a St. Anthony as well as St. Anthony's first game will be there on the 28th, and this will run all the way to the 30th there next week as St. Anthony will take on Lutheran North in their first game, and that will be at T-Town at 4.30, and this, of course, will be played both at Topolis and Effingham, of course, and Topolis will be there at 7.30 on their first game against Charleston. Mattoon will be against Lincoln Way East there at Effingham at 3 o'clock. Uh, Newton will take on Champaign uh, Centennial in their first-round matchup. And then Highland and Effingham will match up at uh, 7.30 there on that. Uh, that's on Wednesday. So it starts next week. And so a full slate of games both at Effingham and at Topless there in uh, that one. So that was just a quick look at some holiday uh, tournaments uh, coming up. We'll explore uh, more from around the area with other teams, you know, Charleston, yep. Dietrich, just to name a couple there that we'll explore in the next coming days there. But just wanted to hit up on that. And uh, coming up, we're up against the clock, and uh, we'll talk some uh, national sports. Plus, we'll try to squeeze in some college basketball as well. And there was some Illini news uh, yesterday, and so we'll talk about that coming up next to close out the starting lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. It's cold outside, but at McMahon Meats, we have a convenient drive-up window so you can stay in your car. Phone ahead at 217-813-6054 to place your order, and we will hand it to you in your warm car. McMahon Meats offers fresh cuts of beef, pork, chicken, and fish. We also offer a wide variety of sides and appetizers. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham. Check us out online at mcmahonmeats.com or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. Hi, this is Casey from JR Collision Centers. We would like to announce the purchase of Walks Auto Body from Doug Walk. JR's commitment will be the same as Doug's always was. We will go above and beyond to return your vehicle to pre accident condition. We will work with you and your insurance company and keep you informed during the entire repair process. Stop by and see us at either Effingham location, 3241 South Banker Street, or 1424 East Via Avenue, or call JR Collision Centers at 877 525 5722. And now, where this is the furthest Effingham has gotten, and how many times? I'm going to get blasted for getting this wrong. Who wants to go first? Bob, go first. Semis once. Travis. Third round, three times. Semis once, once this year. The starting lineup. Like I said, by next week it'll no, be completely No, no, that's wrong. Well, I mean, okay, no it's not. It's Okay. Everyone gets $5. Jesus. Oh, that was so stupid. On 98.9 The Game. So stupid. <laughs> thought this was a freaking trick question. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. We're up against the clock here. And coming up, we got more to talk about in the pod 
foreign national sports to uh, get to. Let's take a look at uh, some uh, college basketball from uh, last night as uh, we had, uh, that's the college football page, we had a couple of upsets last night as uh, UConn wasn't a part of it. They beat Georgetown 84-73. Arizona won their game, but an upset in Miami as it was number 22 Hurricanes over Virginia 66-64 to there. So it was number 22 over a 6, and only Virginia's second loss of the year. Alabama won by 20. Gonzaga, they won by 10 over Montana. And uh, Drew Timmy there, season high, 32 points for the Zags. Uh, Baylor, they beat Northwestern State. The other upset of the night was uh, Duke falling to Wake Forest, 81 to 70. So number 14 in the country goes down. And Indiana beats Elon, a 96-72. And in double overtime, Providence takes down number 24, Marquette, 103 to 98 in a double OT there in Providence there. And I mentioned that we had some Illini news yesterday that it came out that uh, this was a weird situation, I think, with uh, Zachary Perron as he uh, played in France. And he's actually going to be uh, joining the Illini immediately as he's eligible to play immediately. So uh, wow. they're going to get a, a big man very, very soon uh, from uh, France. Uh, I think he played in some uh, French league and then uh, wasn't sure if he was going to be able to be eligible or not. Uh, he spent the first semester of uh, the uh, school year at Sunrise Christian in Kansas. They signed with uh, the Illini in June, but the uh, 6'10 forward is kind of a raw skill player as uh, he's going to be eligible to uh, join the team immediately to kind of help uh, split time with Coleman Hawkins and Danger there at the 4 and uh, 5. And uh, so we'll see uh, what he brings to the table. And it's uh, just odd that he immediately comes in and he's immediately eligible uh, there, but six ten four is going to help us out there Absolutely at that position. Is, yes. so. Great for the Illini. So uh, Zachary Perron, of course, uh, he uh, was only uh, played in the uh, FBA under eighteen European uh, Championships in uh, France in his pro career in uh, France. He was named MVP of the uh, B League after posting twenty one points a game, ten rebounds. Uh, as well. So uh, next game, of course, we'll talk more about this uh, tomorrow as the uh, bragging rights game against uh, Missouri there in uh, St. Louis. So definitely we'll be hitting up on that more uh, tomorrow to get you set for bragging rights. And if you were lucky enough to uh, snag a ticket to the game as well, but if you're going to the game, be careful out there with yes. the, uh, with the weather uh, coming. No uh, bragging rights game is so worth sacrificing uh, safety uh, for but hey, if you make that trek, you're a better man than me. <laughs> uh, going on uh, tonight in college basketball, UCLA's in action, uh, Tennessee against Austin P, Virginia Tech against BC, Kentucky against Florida A&M, Houston's in action, uh, Texas is in action, the number one team in the country, Purdue, is in action, and these games are always kind of uh, weird with attendance as well with the students uh, being away for the holidays. Uh, TCU's in action, Auburn back in action, and Arizona State in action tonight as well. And we'll take a look at what happened in the NBA. We got some things to discuss about the Chicago Bulls coming up into the pod Let's as pick well as we got uh, some pick them. Do we have a game to pick? We do. We have a game to pick today. Uh, I was going to say, I know for sure we have a game to recap, so we'll have a, another game to uh, pick coming up in uh, pick them as well coming up on uh, the uh, pod. So uh, catch us there and uh, catch us on uh, Jack FM for Altamana versus a 
Nioga this evening and tune in to that. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is a Barton Hahn. Without Barton Hahn, it's Harry and Fitz filling in for the guys coming up here on the ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to uh, overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still hanging out with you. Coming up, we got more uh, national sports uh, to uh, talk about. A more uh, national with the NHL and NBA. We got some uh, Bulls stuff to uh, discuss and uh, take a look at uh, the uh, bowl games as well that happened yesterday. And pick them yes. as well because of those college football games. Yes, so. we'll recap and we'll pick for today. Sounds good. And uh, is there anything on SportsCenter that you want to hit up on? Yeah, a uh, couple of things. Nothing too major. Uh, the Pacers visit the Celtics tonight. Uh, it's the first time that each team will face each other since Indy sent Malcolm Brogdon to Boston for Aaron Nesmith over the summer. Um, both teams are having dropped back-to-back games in four of their last five. The Ravens are adding Sammy Watkins off of waivers, so the decision comes on the heels of an injury to wideout Devin uh, Dunvernay during practice. According to ESPN, he's undergoing tests on that foot, so uh, there you go. Jalen Hurts has not been ruled out for Saturday. Uh, Coaches want to make that clear. Uh, Zach Wilson is going to start for the Jets against the Jaguars tomorrow night. Uh, Kenny Pickett's going to start for the Steelers over the Raiders. Um, The Knicks blew out the Warriors big time, 132-94 last night. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, um, The Angels signed Brandon Drury to a two-year deal, a two-year $17 million contract as well. And that's all I got for SportsCenter. All you got. Not a whole lot there. Not a whole lot. And... He also uh, failed to mention about uh, Franco Harris. Yes, that came in after I made the Sports Center. Franco Harris, Hall of Fame running back, uh, passed away at the age of 72. Just talked Just, about him. Right, and they're doing that game. Mm-hmm. Is that this weekend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, Saturday. So, uh, how, you'd say how fitting is that the right word I think I'm no. looking for, but it just kind of is weird, the par- the parallel of, you know, you're, they're celebrating that moment and that mm. team and everything like that, and yeah. No, it's he's passed one away. Yeah, uh, one of the greatest plays in the sports history, yep. and not just football, but sports. Also, more news. Just saw this as well. The Colts are benching Matt Ryan. Nick Foles will start for the Colts against the Chargers. Yeah, that's something that you've been <laughs> calling for for however many weeks. Oh yeah, and they're finally doing it. Finally doing it. Now that it doesn't matter. <laughs> Although, as as Derek here at the office told me, you know the Colts still aren't out of it yet, and mathematically they are not. So can Nick Foles lead them to the postseason? I mean, they need a lot of help, Travis. They need a lot of help. Yeah, they're the next team to get knocked yes. out. But if they went out. <laughs> if they went out. Yeah, I don't think this team is built to be winning out on anything. So that was one thing that I was going to mention there. You've been clamoring for it for weeks, and finally the Colts get it done and make the switch to a yep. Nick Foles there. Now, I mean, Nick Foles track record, I would have went Matt Ryan have a horrible first quarter and then you bench him and then uh, Foles comes in 
in yeah. the actual game against the Chargers, and you'd have probably a better shot at winning. That's but, right. Uh, hey, what do I know? They just have a head coach with no ho- head coaching experience right. until a few games ago. So. Right. Eh. I, I mean, know? you and him had the same head coaching experience as of a couple of games ago. So, I mean, he has played more professional football than yes, I have. Yes, but you, so. you and him have coached the same amount of NFL games. Yeah. Not, not anymore. Not now. Yes. Uh, and Arch Manning officially signed with Texas. Right, he did. Today yep, because it was so. National Signing Day, and I saw I saw the graphic on Illinois mm-hmm. football. I know that was official. Long, it seemed like a long time ago about Kate and Fagan, but they had the the graphic. Yep. Uh, up there so so cool uh, officially uh officially official there on national signing day i like it uh, there for caden fagan uh there i saw that uh he had a visit with uh coach b just the other day in house oh nice coach b was in the living room taking a picture with the fam nice and what last week so very cool definitely uh, there and we'll see about other recruits and we'll see about other uh recruiting for illinois maybe mm-hmm. touch a little bit on that tomorrow we'll just see what we can get into before before we leave uh to talk national travis i i was doing some some looking and some some note taking here as you saw me taking notes there before the end of uh the the show on terrestrial radio i did and i wasn't sure what you were doing well i i really want and and i have no control over this but i was i was doing some some looking and some some research and we need two more local teams to join effingham to topless christmas classic Okay. Then that way we can have southern teams versus northern teams. You could either put them in separate brackets and have the championship, one northern team, one southern team, or you could have them face all in the first round. But we're two local southern teams short. Mm-hmm. So we need two teams to join. Okay, That's all. What you... I, I, it was just it was bugging me because it, it should it, it, I, I wanted to play out that way. Mm-hmm. Right. So right now you got obviously St. A. Charleston, T Town, Mattoon, Newton, Effingham. Mm-hmm. Those are your your local teams. Yeah. So you need two more to join. Mm-hmm. So any coaches out there next year looking to get in a tournament for Christmas, head on over to the Christmas Classic. Yeah, and I actually think that that would kind of intrigue play or kind of intrigue teams to do that if there was more like emphasis on put the uh, bigger schools in one side right. of the bracket and then kind of like the smaller side. I know that kind of is not what you were talking about right, with right, the right. northern and southern uh, type of thing and local versus northern teams uh, there. But I think that would actually intrigue some people more to but joining in. I think you could do that. I think you could divide it in like the top half, three, four, a, the bottom half, one, two, and then you, you know that. you do the crossover for the the championships. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that make for a great championship game, right? Plus, the other problem is, you know, a lot of these, you know, you you think, for example, of St. Anthony, they're already in the regular season playing in Effingham. They're already playing a Newton. They're already playing a T Town. So, do they really want to face them again, possibly in another tournament setting? I mean, right. as yeah, fans, we'd like point. to see it. Right. But I don't know if you, as we've talked about before with other tournaments, I don't know if you're getting the benefit out of it of playing a different team. Mm-hmm. Sure. So. Yeah. So, That's all. Yeah. That would be uh, cool if you can make it happen. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's take a look at uh, some uh, national sports from uh, yesterday. And uh, let's uh, start in uh, the uh, NBA 
from uh, last night. Uh, what was happening? Uh, what's going on uh, tonight? First, uh, what happened last night? The Jazz, they beat the uh, Pistons 126-111. to The Knicks all over the Warriors, 132-94. to No surprise though, with it being in M MSG as the, the Knicks beat them there and Three and fifteen on the road are the Warriors. Ouch. Mm -hmm. uh, Wizards one thirteen one ten over the uh, Suns. The Nuggets one hundred five ninety one over the uh, Grizzlies. So uh, it was Jokic triple double thirteens across the board. Thirteens are wild. Thirteen points, thirteen rebounds, and thirteen assists for the Joker. And also got a John Moran who went th for thirty five in the loss. Had a double double, 35 and 10. And the Bulls, a 1 by 10 over the Heat, 113 to 103. They're in that one. So the Bulls pulling off yep. in Miami. Yeah, uh, but it's not all rosy for the Bulls, Travis, as we know. No, uh, reports is... came out that uh, Zach Levine not quite seeing eye to eye with uh, the team and with DeMar DeRozan. And there's been multiple closed door meetings and. Right, I did see that uh, mm -hmm. about those two players having one-on-one -on -one meetings and closed-door meetings uh, to try to write the chemistry and just kind of write the ship in uh, Chicago. So, and I, you have to wonder if it is a feeling of Levine. This is the first time, really, where he has not been the focal point of this Bulls offense. You know, the past couple of years when he's been there, he's been it. Now, last year it wasn't. Last year was the exception. Mm -hmm. But I think Levine, I truly believe that Levine was planning on leaving. So I think he put up with it for a year because he was planning on leaving. And then didn't. he didn't get any offers significantly close to what the Bulls offered him. So then he just signed right back with the Bulls. So he signed back and now he's bitter and upset about it because he's not the focal point of this team. I don't know about – I can't really say anything to that. I can just say from just the performance of the team perspective, when they when he re-signed with the team, he didn't think that they would be six games below 500. No, but he's not helping that Yeah. himself. Right, and I'm sure that's frustrating as well. I mean, it has to be. It sounds to me like, Travis, he would like out of Chicago. Possibly, and you know, if the season keeps going the way it is, he could We've be, already talked about could that. be moved. And if you're the Bulls, if you have, as we talked about, you have one disgruntled person, especially on a roster of twelve. Yeah, one disgruntled person can tear that team down. Yeah, it can bring down the whole locker room. So why not? If he wants out, I'm sure you can get a couple firsts for him. Yeah, but does it mean a little bit more that it's Levine there though, and he's kind of been there for a while he's kind of suffered through some bad years or whatever if he's not going to be there and try to help turn things around now you don't want him there i guess so i mean if he's if he's causing as much problems as it's being reported quote unquote because you don't hear reports of anyone else saying this and in fact there was a moment in a game a couple couple nights ago where caruso was wide open and levine back you can see the frustration from caruso in that play, in that moment. So to me, the rest of the team is turning on Levine. I guess he's been there since 2017. He's been a while. He's been there for a while. Years. And and they haven't been great most of those years. He's suffered through some bad years. I'm not going to 
disagree with that. But I he just seems like a disgruntled employee who is not telling you that they're quitting, but they're going to do everything in their power for you to fire them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be seen as the bad guy here. I'm not quitting on the team, but I'm right. going to disrupt the team until you get rid of me. Yeah, no one wants to be the bad yeah. guy. And I to me that's that's the vibes I'm getting. Mhm. So to me, and you throw in the fact that he is a a Kush representative who is very close with LeBron James, who just had AD go down to an injury. Yeah, but if he's so close with LeBron, why didn't he just, just sign up with the Lakers then? I mean, I'm sure LeBron wanted him to. I'm sure, I'm sure the Lakers would have catered to anything. I mean, they've already catered to LeBron. They didn't have before. cap space for it. They couldn't make. They couldn't get rid of Russell Wilson. Yeah. If they got rid of Russ, I'm sure he would have been in L.A. But they couldn't find anyone to trade for Russ. I guess so. And that's who I think would come back to Chicago in an L.A. trade. Yeah, about that. I mean, I'm not excited about it, but <laughs> if you if you throw in two or three first round picks, mm-hmm. then I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Especially with the Lakers not being great, but they're better than the Bulls right now. Would the Lakers ever consider a deal for Levine if it would happen to involve AD? I think they would. I mean, yeah. this is just me. I'm. Yeah, I I'm say I. I don't know if they would. Uh, it have to be the price would have to be right. It depends on if he gets injured again. Mm-hmm. It depends on how much they're going to get out of it. Out of AD. If they think that they're not going to get much more out of him, then maybe you cut your losses. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I was just looking at the uh, slow deterioration of minutes for IO. Mm-hmm. As uh, Saturday, uh, December 10th, he had 31 minutes and 14 minutes the next game, uh, 15 minutes the next, 19 minutes on Sunday against Minnesota, and then last night just five. Might be dealing with an injury or something I thought that I saw. But, uh, yeah, only five minutes for Io last night. So, been slowly on the down tick. Coach uh, Donovan said uh, after the game last night that there's times when you can see guys are frustrated, but to me there's only one or two responses to that. Either try harder – and fight harder or be frustrated and have the same thing continue on. To me, frustration's a feeling. We've got to stop worrying about feelings and start making choices. And Vucevic said it was good to get a win, get that positive feeling a little bit, especially after that very tough, terrible loss. It was needed. Hopefully we can learn from this. So it's becoming to the point. And again, they beat Miami, yes, without Jimmy Butler, without Kyle Lowry, and without Caleb Martin, who are three starters. Mm-hmm. So, and you barely beat them. Yeah. So that doesn't bode well for Chicago. So I I think the more they're going to get asked about this stuff, the more that it's just going to become a bigger and bigger distraction. Right. You're going to have to do something. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just going to continue to grow and be uh, just a distraction looming large. Levine was an all-star. He is not playing at an all-star level this year. No. So. No one really is for for Mm -hmm. the uh, But you just paid him. That's the problem. You just signed him to that five-year massive contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. 
And uh, so uh, game's going on uh, tonight, a good one in uh, Cleveland. You got the Bucks against the Cavs, uh, 22 wins for the Bucks, 21 for the Cavs. Uh, Pistons against the 76ers, Bulls back in action in Atlanta to take on the uh, Hawks, uh, Pacers in Boston to take on the Celtics, uh, Warriors against the uh, Nets this evening, uh, Raptors, Knicks, Magic Rockets, Mavericks, T-Wolves, Trailblazers, Thunder, Lakers, Kings, and Hornets, and Clippers tonight as well. So, there you go. NBA TV tonight has the Warriors, Nets, and Hornets, and Clippers, if you're interested. Uh, I'll pass. All right. So, uh, let's take a look at what happened in uh, the NHL last night. Uh, Hurricanes got the win over the Devils of 4-1. to one. It was the Flyers over the uh, Blue Jackets 5-3. to uh, three. We had the uh, Penguins over the Rangers, a three of the two. Uh, said the kid, 18 goal on the season. And uh, it's the difference for Pittsburgh. They uh, beat New York. It's the Maple Leafs over the Lightning, a four to one. We also had the Jets, five to one over the uh, Senators. Like Eric mentioned in the Sports Center, his Kraken beat my, blue, my Blues, mm-hmm. five to two. Three goals in the second period there. Gets it done. Against the Blues, back to 500. Yep, 16, 16, and one. Uh, Kings over the uh, Ducks, four to one, and the Flames put up a seven spot. Uh, Kadri with a couple of goals, uh, seven to three over the uh, Sharks. Just to uh, wrap up, Travis, on that uh, Levine mm-hmm. and the Bulls. Levine cannot be traded until January 14th. Because NBA rules, you cannot be traded until three months after you sign a free agent contract. Or December 15th, whichever is later. Hmm. So because he signed over the summer, he cannot be traded until January 14th. It's weird. It is. But here's what I'm going to say, Travis. Levine and Drummond to L.A. For Westbrook... And two-way L.A. player Scotty Pippen Jr. Let's bring Pippen back to the Bulls. Oh, Let's God. do it. <laughs> ah, Pippen. Pippen to the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let's run it back. I don't know if Dad would be too happy about that. I don't think he would. Yeah. Or he'd be super thrilled because maybe he'll hope his son can turn him around. And we'll um. never hear the end of Scotty Pippen. Never. Never. Scotty Pippen goes there and like balls out and puts up 25 points a game for the Bulls and leads them to the finals. Never going to hear the end of it. Yeah, haven't heard anything out of uh, Scotty it's been much quiet. lately. Yeah, so, been fortunate it's a good in thing. that aspect, I guess. That's, no, it's a good thing, Travis. <laughs> uh, game's going on tonight in uh, the NHL. Uh, doubleheader on uh, TNT. We got the uh, Devils against the uh, Panthers. And uh, the second game of the night is Edmonton against Dallas. Other ones, Lightning against the Red Wings. Canadians against the Avalanche. Predators and Blackhawks there in Chicago. Uh, Wild against the Ducks. And uh, Coyotes squaring off against the Knights for you on the ice. All right, so uh, I think we need to just uh, turn things over to uh, college football and uh, get to uh, pick 'em and recapping and picking our game uh, tonight. 
We got uh, in the other bowl game that wasn't on airwaves, the uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Eastern Michigan and uh, Coach gets a French fry bath I after winning that. over San Jose State 41-27. to Love it. <laughs> a French fry bath. Hey, I'm, I, I'm a fan. <laughs> Every so bath my son takes is a fry bath. Oh, well, ah, there you go. Did a thing. Thank you very much. I'm here all week. <laughs> oh man, put some ketchup on those fries yes. though. Yes. And eh, I'm more of a fry sauce guy myself. Well, yeah, it's a, if it's available, but you can make it at home. Yeah, too much trouble. It's two things and stirring, but I get your point. Too much trouble. Uh, that was in the uh, Potato Bowl and uh, then in the RoofClaim.com Bowl, the Pogo Raton uh, Roof.com or Pogo Raton Bowl, I'll get it right. It's Toledo over Liberty, 21-19. to uh, 19. And so uh, yes. let's recap pick them. Toledo, Liberty. Yes. We had him in Pick'em. We did. And it was Toledo minus three and a half. Travis went with Toledo. I went with Liberty. And because it was three and a half and Toledo won by two, Liberty gets the win. So that's a win for me. Come on, Rockets. Got to cover the spread. So we move on to our other game that is going on tonight. I believe a 7 o'clock start time tonight. Don't quote me on that, though. 8 o'clock uh, is the is game start time. I don't know broadcast start time off the top of my oh. head. Gotcha. Uh, give me if you give me two seconds, I can find that. It's the R plus L R L Carriers New Orleans Bowl this evening. Which oh, I like that. Over under is set at 57 and a half. 7.30 broadcast time. Yes. So, uh, South Alabama favored by three and a half. Travis, who you got? South Alabama against Western Kentucky in the New Orleans Bowl tonight. South Alabama Jaguars. Yes. For them, 10-2 and two on the air. Yeah. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. And a first in the Sun Belt. Yep. Uh, Western Kentucky, what did they do uh, this season? Uh, they're the Hilltoppers. I think they're 8-8. Eight eight. They're like 8-5. Eight 8-5. And, and, and second in a conference, USA Technically, they have the same record as North Texas. Um, But, man, South Alabama, Mm -hmm. have they really played anybody? Their two losses are to Troy and uh, UCLA. Mm -hmm. They were by three and a half, you say? Yep. South Alabama, three and a half. Definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know why I just said that. Okay. South Alabama. Okay, you're going South Alabama. Taking the favorite again. Taking the favorite again, three and a half. All right. Burned I me last night. Last night, Travis, or yesterday, I went with the logic that the flame would beat the Rockets because you need a flame in order to launch the rocket. And it ended up paying off. So I dove back into my bag of tricks here for today. And that is a Jaguar can climb. But it's not as good at climbing as a leopard is. It is the least climbable cat. So therefore, I would assume it cannot climb up very many hills. So therefore, 
I'm picking the Hilltoppers because they're at the top of the hill. Okay. You know what? It worked for me yesterday. We're doubling down. <laughs> Western Kentucky plus three and a half. Western Kentucky. There we go. There we go. Come on, South Alabama. You need to prove that you're not a fraud at 10 and 2. Come you need on. To cover the spread. Come on, Western Kentucky. Pull me, pull me closer each and every game. Little by little, you're little getting back Little by little, it. we're going to get there. Jeez. We just need to keep adding games. That's all. <laughs> just keep adding games, adding broadcast games. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, are we doing the Armed Forces Bowl tomorrow? Uh, uh, no, no, because, because of we have Illinois. That's yes. Right. I answer my own question. Our next bowl game will be Saturday the 24th at 6.30 p.m. We'll have NFL and college bowl game back-to-back. Ooh. Yes. The Hawaii Bowl. Uh, I believe that's the one we're doing, yes. The uh, Christmas tradition. Yes. Just hey, throw it on in the background. I love the Hawaii Bowl. I wish I was there covering it live. Oh, but. Well, yeah, for sure. Don't we all? <sighs> so, yeah, that's what we got. We got the uh, Hawaii Bowl that night, and we have the uh, NFL-wise Saturday afternoon. Right on 98.9 the game. We got the Bengals and the Patriots, Travis. Mm. It's not a great one, but mm. good for Cincinnati. That's right, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, the Patriots need a you know they need a win. They do. And then coming up on Sunday, we got some NBA action. It'll be Milwaukee Christmas. and Boston, Memphis, Golden State. Christmas Day action. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. All right. But yeah. That's uh, that's what we got coming up. That's what we got, and I think that's all we got for today. Yes. All right, we're going to get out of here. So thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for downloading. We'll be back for you tomorrow to recap that Neoga Altamont game. Make sure you tune in Friday. We're doing something special. We're teasing it again and not telling you. So I'm teasing it again. Teasing it again, but we'll definitely tell you about it tomorrow. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Let's bring it on the people. We may just keep teasing. <laughs> All right. So thanks for listening and thanks for uh, downloading. We'll be back for you tomorrow. Peace out. Peace out.